Welcome, 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 everybody, to Gap and Jam, episode 64. Yes. And our topic today is underappreciated musical geniuses, and that's what we're talking about. Okay. And we have a list of eight, but um, as always, feel free to add. Yeah. When you see fit. Yep, yep, that's true, that's true. So, underappreciated musical geniuses, and I'll let you know I am discounting myself. From this batch, a crop of musical I'm not geniuses sure if you that should. are underappreciated. I'm, sure I'm just gonna do it, you know. Okay. Um, right. You know, my humility has no boundaries, so okay. you know, my right. unlimited amount of humility that I have, I will hold forfeit. Okay, I love it. All right, I love it. Yeah. All right, so what do we mean by underappreciated musical geniuses? What is that topic? What is the emphasis for that? So I, I guess. Um, there are some certain people who are just recognized as musical geniuses. Like you can take uh, Prince, mm-hmm. uh, people like Michael Jackson, mm-hmm. uh, Stevie Wonder. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I, I think maybe in later years, Stevie Wonder probably not as much. Mm-hmm. You know, but but there are just certain people who are kind of recognized as being musical geniuses and. You know, a lot of people have been saying that about Beyonce mm-hmm. and, and some of these other artists who are out there. But I think over the years, there's been a certain amount of artists who I think kind of get overlooked. Okay. And the uh, public dialogue okay. discussion when we start talking about musical geniuses and the like. And so also kind of excluded from this list would be like Wolfgang, Amadeus, Mozart. Right. Uh, you know, so there's certain musical geniuses that I, I think we kind of recognize over a period of time. Mm-hmm. Ludwig von Beethoven. Mm-hmm. So some uh, of them posthumously, but still. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. You know, I mean, Duke Ellington. Mm-hmm. You know, I think, uh, you know, Louis Armstrong, mm-hmm. uh, Charlie Bird Parker, mm-hmm. you know, Jaco Pastorius. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so, so certain people, I, I think, you know, have been kind of like, not just musical geniuses, but pioneers with respect to their instruments, you mm-hmm. know, Stanley Clark. So, so, so I understand. I, I know that those people are out there. However, if you want to throw them out there, you want to say some stuff about them, please feel free to do that. Okay. okay? Right. So, but these are just the ones that we feel like just mm-hmm. never quite get their due. Right. That, that we've known about the things that they have accomplished over the years. Right. But that they're still bubbling under the surface. They haven't bubbled up yet. Yes. Okay. Yes, exactly. Okay. Right, yeah. So. All right, so the first one we'll start with is somebody we just heard the music being played before the Bella Fleck concert was Todd Rundgren. Yeah, Todd Rundgren is just, he's a guy whose hands have been on a whole bunch of mm-hmm. different things that, mm-hmm. you know, um, you'd be surprised that he had something to do with. Mm-hmm. But at the same token, I mean, he has done so many different things I guess styles of records, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. whether you know, it's uh, what with Utopia, right? Mm-hmm. Solo records, mm-hmm. um, like um, I heard him do an acapella version mm-hmm. of "Mighty Love" oh. by the Spinners. Okay, never, okay. I, I hadn't heard that before, and okay. I heard him do that, and it was, it was different. It was really unique. It wasn't what I was expecting mm-hmm. it to be. Mm-hmm. It was Rungren making that song his own. Okay. And so, um, mm-hmm. so again, I, you know, to me, he's one of those underappreciated musical geniuses with respect to the instruments that he plays, mm-hmm. the production, songwriting, just having 
all of it. You know, he definitely has the whole package, and I think a lot of times he's not really mm-hmm. recognized the way he should. Um, I could be wrong. You guys check me on this, but I don't think he's in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Okay, so we're yeah. going to have to check. So have to check. I don't yeah. think he is, okay. but, you know, hey, hold me to the fire on that. Yeah. If he is, if I overlook that, let me know. Okay. But I don't think he is, and so, and I think that's a shame. So, mm-hmm. so anyway. Okay, cool. That's, that's I agree with that one. That was one he snuck up on me years ago. Right. And like you said, he's always bubbling under the surface. The next one snuck up on me, but I'm sure you knew a little bit more about Neil Young yeah. and what he has accomplished. I know politically he um, he was he was able to take the hit for feeling the way he wanted to feel and and standing against his own fan right. base. Yeah, I mean Neil Young is another one of those. Is, you know, he's a strange artist, and in the sense that you know, I think he's a Canadian-born artist who is known for Americana. Right. Yeah. You know, and, and I guess you can say. Americana, meaning that Canadian is technically on the continent of America. But when I when we talk about Americana, we're talking about like you know you think about the United States, Mm -hmm. uh, Midwest Mm -hmm. uh, kind of part of the United States, you know, going on down south and that type of thing. He seems to epitomize that guy Mm -hmm. uh, in so many ways. But in so many ways, he kind of pisses that guy off, right? And he doesn't mind pissing that guy off. And it started off a long time ago mm-hmm. with Leonard Skinner mm-hmm. and, you know, Sweet Home Alabama, Alabama mm-hmm. saying, you know, Southern man don't need Neil Young, you right. know. So, so I mean. So they recognized then that, that there was something askew about. But, but it's because he's never shied away from speaking his mind politically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's never done that. Even during the Bush years, mm-hmm. uh, I, I remember watching some type of documentary we were seeing and, Neil Young did not mind going political, understanding that half his audience was going to be pissed off, and they actually walked out of the concert. Mm -hmm. And he didn't care. Right. That's that's, that's (laughs) who Neil Young is. So whether it's as a solo artist, Mm -hmm. or whether it's with, you know, Cosby, Stills, and Nash, Mm -hmm. or whether it was in a band with Rick James, which was (laughs) interesting to find out that they played together. So, so yeah, Neil Young is yet another one for me. Well, and then also, just, yeah, his shifts in genres. I mean, the, I right. never even associated the Americana and Neil Young with the 80s and right. all that experimental right. like, 80s synth things that he did. And I, yeah. I don't know why. Yeah. When I go back, I see the videos, I'm like, oh yeah, I remember that. But in the lexicon of Neil Young, I never thought, it didn't come to mind. Right, and, or, or like when he felt like rock and roll was being way too commercialized, mm-hmm. and he did that "This Notes for You" yeah, song, right. where you know that was kind of like he was sick of you know Pepsi, Budweiser, right. all of these you know different firms coming in and and commercializing music, mm-hmm. and him just really kind of sticking it to it. Yeah, yeah, and he's mm-hmm. just always kind of had that spirit, mm-hmm. or you know the fact that he you know that Kent State massacre that happened in the you know in the early seventies, mm-hmm. and he did Ohio. Based on mm-hmm. that, again, this guy, you know, who is kind of like this interloper into, you know, United States society, right. who epitomizes everything of a moment that mm-hmm. is more, I guess, United States history, Americana mm-hmm. related than anything else. And, and really, to me, 
Neil Young, to me, exemplifies what I think a patriot is. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. to me, that's what a true patriot is mm -hmm. in the United States, and that's what makes the United States special, Right, is mm -hmm. the fact that when you are a patriot, you are one that rails against mm -hmm. the system. Mm -hmm. You're not one that aligns yourself right. blindly right. with the system. You know, because you think about that, a person who aligns themselves blindly with the system, mm -hmm. whether it's Nazi Germany mm -hmm. or whatever fascist type of dictatorship could be in, mm -hmm. if you are a person who will align yourself yes. like that, mm -hmm. then you're never going to be a threat. Yeah. You're never yeah. going to, and, and, and you don't need democracy, free speech, and all the rest of that kind of to stuff. To be able to just say, I'm going to do go, that. go along. Right. right. You know, what the founding fathers put together, and I'm going on a whole different tangent, <laughs> was, was essentially it laid, the founding fathers laid the groundwork, and I'm about to bring this right back home now, <laughs> so that we can have Neil Young as a part of our society today. Okay. That's what the First Amendment is about. Right. That, that's what it epitomizes, yeah. so that we can have those type of artists. Those type of discussions. Too. Yes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Be a part of what we do today. Yeah. See, I told you I'm going to bring it back home. Yeah, all right. Okay, thank you, Mr. Um, Mr. Political Science Professor. <laughs> The next artist on the list is somebody I have learned to appreciate over the years uh, for not only his bass playing, but his composing and making bass songs that I actually like to listen to, and that is Marcus Miller. Yeah, Marcus Miller is an amazing, amazing instrumentalist. Mm -hmm. And I say that, you know, I think to, to categorize him just as a bass player mm -hmm. does him a disservice. Mm -hmm. it, it really does, because not only is he a great bass player, but you know he, he can play several different instruments mm -hmm. very well. Right. Mm -hmm. But he's an excellent producer. Mm -hmm. But yep. he is also a tremendous songwriter yes. Yes. and arranger. Yes. You know that this is a guy who a lot of that stuff that we heard with Luther Vandross. Right. Um, Marcus Miller was behind producing and that stuff. And I didn't stuff, realize that so recently. Together. Yeah. And that's you know David Sanborn. Uh, you know, I think it's the last two or three um, Miles Davis albums mm -hmm, yep. were all done by Marcus Miller. Mm -hmm. And and this guy has a way of having his own voice, mm -hmm. but when it's time for him to disappear, he can disappear. Mm -hmm. You know, and so, you know, he did the Boomerang soundtrack mm -hmm. for the Eddie Murphy movie. Mm -hmm. um, Marcus Miller is, to me, a, he's one of those geniuses that, you know, he, very underappreciated, mm -hmm. probably in the shadow of people like Prince and all the rest of those mm -hmm. other people. But you know, to me, just as talented mm -hmm. as any of those guys that are out there. So mm -hmm. I mean, I aspire to be like Marcus Miller, not just with bass playing, mm -hmm. but you know, and, and and when I say bass playing, just having my own voice, mm -hmm. making sure I have my own voice, mm -hmm. that when you hear me play, mm -hmm. you know it's me. Mm -hmm. You know, as opposed to thinking I'm Marcus Miller or whoever else. Mm -hmm. But also, you know, to be able to arrange songs, write songs the way that he does produce songs the way that he does. Mm -hmm. So that's why he's on the list for me. Yeah, I love it. The Another one we just finished watching her documentary for what, the third, maybe fourth time, yeah. uh, is Imogene Heath. Yeah, Imogene Heath is. And she was um, one of those people I heard about over the years and never knew who she was and what she did. And then I know a few years back with the Jason Derulo um, doing the What You Say song, he sampled her song. And then recently Ariana Grande just redid um, 
one of her songs. I'm not even sure okay. which one. But yeah. So there are people who kind of appreciated her over the years, but she's always been under the surface. Never this big, flashy, not here that I can right. recall in America. And what group was she with? She was with Fru Fru and the. Ooh, I forgot who the other group. Oh. The. Yeah. Some <laughs> other group. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I know she, she she was with other groups at yeah. one time. Mm-hmm. I, I guess you know when we watched um, the it was the video. Basically, basically it was the making of the Ellipse yeah. album, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And um, the, what really struck me is you know not only is she uh, amazing songwriter, mm-hmm. you know amazing musician, but you know producer. She's mm-hmm. a producer extraordinaire. Mm-hmm. I mean, the woman is unbelievable with the stuff that mm-hmm. she does. And her attention to detail in the studio, I mean, that that floored me. You know, I think she's creative. I like that. I love creative. her dress. In fact, it's kind of inspired by watching the video again. Right. But not only her dress, but also the fact that she, you know, did the the cup, you know, fill the cups with water and sample that, you know, and, and yeah. it's that she was using instruments, you know, toy pianos and. I mean, and, and the creaky door, and just all kinds of unusual things in order to create her sounds. So. Well, that's the thing I like, I admire about her too, is that, you know, her perfectionism doesn't um, get in the way of her artistic creativity. Yeah, and that's, well, that's unusual. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, you know, and that's, yeah. a, that's a, a really a good thing, the fact that she, she, she um, finds that balance. Mm-hmm. Now, she does say that, you know, she was on the verge of insanity. Yeah. <laughs> when making that, yeah. you know, and I can understand it because of that balance that she has to strike between the two. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, it's it's definitely a left brain, right brain yeah. type of thing that's happening simultaneously. <laughs> on the pedal, right off the pedal. Yeah, yeah. with her throughout, you speak. know, which yeah. is, it, it's a phenomenal thing to watch. Yeah, and, it is. You know, and to me, it's, it's I, I take my hat off to her. I, you know, I, I was telling you, I, there's no way I can keep production like she does. She's, it's just inspiring. Yeah, she, she's, just, she's amazing. Yeah, so that was wonderful. I like that. Also, another person that has, I don't know, I, has always been, I guess, my mother, quote unquote, as the, the kids say now about Beyonce, is Kate Bush for me. Yeah. So I know she's another Canadian on Another the list. Canadian artist yeah. who is just amazing. Kate yeah. Bush goes back a long time yes. and um, phenomenal, phenomenal artist. You know, I, I, I think Prince. You know, mm-hmm. liked her a while With back. With the red shoes, he was on that album. Yeah. Yep. But she, you know, she's always marched to her own drum. Yeah. You know, that's the thing I liked about Kate Bush. She, she probably could have been a bigger artist, mm-hmm. especially in the 80s, mm-hmm. if she just kind of compromised mm-hmm. and did things in a more commercial way. Mm-hmm. But instead, you know, she was just always out there mm-hmm. doing her own thing. And, you know, she kind of gave rise to, you know, artists like Sarah McLaughlin yeah. and a lot mm-hmm. of other female artists who kind of came yeah. behind her. Um, but, yeah, she, she's definitely one who I think is almost forgotten now, and I think that's a shame. Yeah. I really think that's yeah. a shame. Um, another one that we've always appreciated his ability to, I guess, um, have a voice and continue to make music that I think he likes and collaborate with people that are unusual is Ben Harper. Yeah, Ben Harper is amazing. I mean, he's a guy who everything starts with the blues. Mm-hmm. I mean, for, mm-hmm. for Ben Harper, he, it starts with the blues. The part that's weird about Ben Harper is that 
when you hear that, you might think Ben Harper is more of a Jimi Hendrix mm-hmm. type of clone type person, but he's not. Mm-hmm. I mean, he comes from a different angle, mm-hmm. but it's it's still blues. Yeah. And it's still rock. Yeah. But it's 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 it comes from a whole different space, you know. Mm-hmm. And and then he's also one that's prone to uh, meld in gospel elements. Yeah. You know, he did that album with the um, uh, Blind Boys of Alabama. Mm-hmm. Um, he will throw in a world aspect yeah. to it. You know, my own two hands. Oh, yeah, I like that. You yeah. know, um, and then he will also throw a funk element into yeah. it. Mm-hmm. You know, so you'll hear a little bit of James Brown, mm-hmm. you know, early kind of funky kind of stuff. Um, but at at the root of all of that, mm-hmm. and, and I think the glue that kind of holds all that together, mm-hmm. the whole cohesive blood flow, through the whole artwork is the blues. Yeah. And, I agree I, with and that. that's that's yeah. that's that's always there with what Ben Harper does. So yeah. and and you know, you've got to hear his version of Sexual Healing. Oh yeah. That yeah. is yeah. a magnificent version of that song. I mean yeah. that's that's one of those type of things where you don't have to uh, feel like it competes with the original because right. it doesn't. No, it doesn't. It's its mm-hmm. own thing. Yep. It's in its mm-hmm. own world, and yeah. to me, if you're gonna touch a song like that, mm-hmm. that's where you—that's what you gotta do with it. Right, make it your own. You gotta take it there. I love it. Another artist that I still—I I don't know how many people know about her, but I mean, she did an Apple commercial. The music was used for that. Right. It's Feist, mm-hmm. and she's still really a quiet, I guess, uh, force where she's you know making music all these years and. You know, without a lot of notoriety, but yeah, and and her her creativity. I like again. She uses the toy instruments. She does a lot of that. But um, yeah. Where'd you first hear Spice? Um, I think it was the Apple commercial. Okay. Around the time we were doing, the, we learned about PSAP with the Grey's Anatomy. Okay. And I think it was uh, down that same time frame. Okay. That that. I realized that, oh, yeah, we had heard her, and I didn't know. And, you know, and then I started listening to My Moon, My Man, and then the remix, and then she did the more disco-type record. So okay. she's just kind of always been there for me for, right. I don't know, past, what, almost 20 years. Uh, so, so you've been going down that rabbit hole for a while. Yeah. Okay. And I just think that it's just amazing, again, that, that she goes into so many different places and doesn't seem afraid. Right. And still continues to make records I, I guess that's the that to me is always the upside of the music industry I mean a lot of times we do feel like these artists deserve a lot more attention than what they get but I, I think the beauty of the music industry where we are today is that it appears that you know these are notwithstanding that fact mm-hmm. that these artists are still able to put out their work mm-hmm. and you know and, and to make enough of a living mm-hmm. where it appears that you know they have a sustainable career mm-hmm. even though it might not be a mainstream career mm-hmm. and so sometimes you know in, in a way the fact that they don't have a spotlight shined on them may actually be you know a blessing what in keeps disguise. them right you know mm-hmm. and, and maybe that's what preserves them yeah is that they're not exposed to that type of limelight and, yeah you know and, and, and not, not oversaturated forced, right yeah. and not forced to try to duplicate yeah somebody you know, else's success or right. even their own success because sometimes it you know you could be hurt by having that purple rain yeah you know record yeah. or that thriller record mm-hmm. that those things are things that could be you know your downfall mm-hmm. so so yeah, like her, um, and then of course we mentioned a little bit earlier that um, 
Kate Bush probably paved the way, but Sarah McLaughlin has been one that from the time I know she's been out since she was 17, and we've been following her ever since yeah. with the Vox album. Yeah, going to concerts, things yeah, like that. Yeah, and then she, you know, organized a little affair, and you know, just. Yeah, just a quiet force, but always there. Right. And always doing her thing. And I was listening to Volume the other day, and they were speculating that um, when she allowed her songs, mm -hmm. her song, I guess, to be used for the doll commercial, uh -huh. the one about oh, the, yeah. the doll commercial, that kind of killed her career because, you know, people start, <laughs> every time you hear Sarah McLaughlin, you know. start thinking about abused dogs and all. So it was a great cause and all the rest of that kind of stuff. And they're like, oh, my goodness. Right, you know? yeah. But, you know, notwithstanding that, uh, Sarah McLaughlin has always been, I, you know, a killer, killer artist, a killer, killer songwriter, musician, singer. Yeah. You know, again, another one of those, you know, artists who has the whole package mm -hmm. and probably definitely, definitely gets overlooked, mm -hmm. you know, a lot more than what she should. And maybe a lot of times, especially when we're talking about this with female artists, is that I, I think there might be... Uh, reluctance in a male-driven feel mm. to recognize women as being musical geniuses, mm -hmm. you know? Mm. I mean, so whether it's, you know, Sarah McLachlan or, you know, one that we didn't bring up, Joni Mitchell, mm -hmm. you know, because Joni Mitchell, you know, with all the different tunes that she does on guitar and mm -hmm. the fact that, you know, she covered so many different types of music yes, from it, jazz yes. and all that stuff. I mean, if you hear that um, Hygier album, I'm probably saying that incorrectly. <laughs> But anyway, you know, she's got that that album, her and Jocko Pastore. Mm -hmm. It's unbelievable, mm -hmm. the conversation, the musical conversation yeah. that they have with one another yeah. on those songs. Mm -hmm. I mean, it is unreal. Mm -hmm. You know, I, it, and she is holding her own with Jocko. Mm -hmm. I mean, you need both of them yeah, to make that in work. order yes. to make that it work. Is. It yeah. is. I mean, yeah. and that's the that's the way yeah. that it works. And and if you ever had any doubt about her being a genius, about her being a great songwriter, musician, just check that record out. Mm -hmm. It's unbelievable. Mm -hmm. You know how how great she is. Well, so. now the only other person that I know probably should have been on the list, yeah. and I've neglected to put her on the list. But is my other mother, I call her, um, is Bjork. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. she visually, um, orally, you know, that she's been around forever and that she has, she strives, it seems like, to always make a unique statement, even if sometimes for me it becomes uncomfortable. Right. There are some videos where I'm like, oh, okay. But again, just the fact that she's, putting herself out there like that. And it doesn't seem like it's just for commercial success right. because there hasn't been a whole lot right. of right. commercial success with it. But she keeps doing her thing, and that is what I appreciate most about it. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I, she's yet another one, whether it was her work with the Sugar Cube. Yeah. And to me, she's such a great collaborative artist. Mm -hmm. You know, how she brings in different people. Mm -hmm. She gets different things out of them. But I don't care what she does, mm -hmm. it's always her. Mm -hmm. It is always her. Mm -hmm. it, it is, it, I mean, her voice is definitive. Mm -hmm. it, you know, it, it, it's one that is unmistakably mm -hmm. her. And to me, that is a true sign of genius. Mm -hmm. Because to have a voice that distinct mm -hmm. and to be able to do all the different things that she's done mm -hmm. over her career 
is even when she did the big band stuff. Oh yeah. And same yeah, thing. Yeah. I mean, it's like you know when she did it, yeah. it was like wow. Yeah. That's her. She owned it. Yeah. It didn't feel like you know it was her stuck on top of something. No. No, it was definitely what it what it was meant to be. Mm-hmm. But it was her doing it. Through her voice, yeah. And right, yes. and her interpreting it, mm-hmm. and you know, and so to yeah. me, you know, just like Frank Sinatra interprets that song, she does that. Yeah. She does that same thing. So yeah, yeah. I, I I think she is definitely a genius. So. What do you guys think? Do you yeah. have people that you think should be added to our list of underappreciated musical genius? If you do, please let us know. Drop it in the comments below. Yeah. Um, coming up soon, we have London. Yeah, we have London in yeah, August. Yeah, in August, so not that long. Not that um, long. Right. If you happen to be in the area, if you want to hook up, there's a link below so that we can save space for you. Maybe we'll do a meetup. Maybe we'll do a jam session. Right. Um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Oh, if you know of any good music oh, yeah. stores. Music stores and or Rockstar Clothing. We're yeah. always in the market for yeah. Rockstar gear. So. Yeah, let me know. Let yeah. me know if there's some places I can go, you know, check out some guitars, things like yeah. that. Let me know. Cool. I'd really like to do that. So. Um, as always, if you dig the vibe, make sure you subscribe. And we're wishing you love, peace, and Yes.